Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Yoga After Dark podcast. Um, I must apologize in advance because this is going to be an absolute amateur hour. This is the first time I have done this alone. And um, it's also going to be a bit dated because we are currently in the midst of our uh, coronavirus uh, survival tactic something. Um, so I'm at home and I'm kind of sequestered myself here. And uh, this is in an effort to keep in touch with my yoga practicing community give them possibly a little bit of inspiration or a little something to think about and just generally check in with everybody. Um, hopefully later on I'll be able to continue this podcast and, you know, do uh, interviews and some other things like that, which will not be so um, dated to this moment in time, but will be a little bit more timeless for everyone to enjoy for the years uh, going forward. So I think uh, what I want to center on today is uh, the idea of building your own home practice. Now, most of you are Ashtanga, practic Ashtanga practitioners, at least the ones that um, have practiced, been practicing with me for a while. And so you are fully capable of doing your practice by yourself at home, though this of course comes with its own set of difficulties. And honestly, it comes with its own set of difficulties even for me. And I'm someone who has been practicing, you know, 90% by themselves for several years at this point. But usually I get up in the morning and I take my shower and then I get on the subway and I go to the studio and then I practice at the studio. So my, my body has some time to wake up in the morning, kind of get its bearings before I actually step onto the mat. And now that I'm just home, the uh, trip from bed to shower to yoga mat is uh, much more condensed. And so my body is really not... <laughs> ready for that first Surya Namaskara when it comes up. Um, and so there, there are a couple things that um, I like to do in order to prepare for that. One of the things I like to do is I like to take a few uh, yin poses. And I posted about these on my Instagram the other day, but I typically take the butterfly pose, the saddle pose, and the caterpillar pose. Um, and I have absolutely no idea where uh, these names were developed. But if you type in, you know, butterfly pose yin yoga or saddle pose yin yoga or caterpillar pose yin yoga into the high speed online, whichever search engine you prefer, um, you'll be able to find information on them. So you can look them up. Typically I hold these for about three to seven minutes. Um, just generally, uh, I don't really time them. I uh, hold them so that I feel the muscles relax into the position. And once that's happened, then I, then I switch positions. And once they're all done, then I can start my normal uh, Ashtanga practice, starting with my Surya Namaskara. Um, the other thing that I 
am doing now that I'm practicing at home is I'm carving out a little special space for myself in my in my house. Um, so right now what that involves is rolling up a carpet uh, that's on the floor, moving a table out of the way, and then uh, something that I've found extremely therapeutic over the last couple of days, I then sweep the area uh, on the floor before I put my yoga mat down. So I sweep that area, get all the dust or whatever away, um, and then I put my yoga mat down, and then I do my opening chant. Um, and so this has allowed me to really separate uh, the space that I'm normally just walking through and my roommates are just walking through and create this little like bubble of preciousness, this bubble of specialness around the space, um, which has allowed me to focus a lot more on, on what I'm actually doing with the practice when I, when I get going, which has been very nice. Um, <clears throat> so that's a, kind of my general routine at the moment. And I would love to hear from all of you about what kind of routines you're uh, doing at the moment. And so now I want to get into uh, this idea of having a consistent practice, even though you can't actually get to the yoga studio. So the uh, Yoga Sutra that this pertains to uh, from Patanjali's Yoga Sutra is the 14th Sutra of the first chapter. Um, and this it's uh, one of my favorite sutras and uh, kind of, I think, one of uh, the Ashtanga community's favorite sutras. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, Sutra 114 and it's Satudirga Kala Nairantaryak Satkara Sevito Dridhabhumihi. And in a nutshell, what that means is that your practice will be firmly established when you do it for a long period of time without interruption, and it must be done with uh, devotion or in service of finding the truth. So that is all quite nice, um, but let's get into it a little bit. So what does... Dirga Kala mean. Dirga Kala translates to a long time. Well, in general, when we're talking in yoga terms, um, a long time means a very, very, very long time. And since this is coming out of a tradition that uh, uh, employs uh, the law of karma and uh, reincarnation principles, this is often not bound by a single lifetime. So you can be expected to do this yoga practice for many lifetimes. Now, of course, here we are sitting in, uh, or here I am sitting in the United States of America. Maybe you are sitting in uh, Ecuador or uh, China, who knows? But uh, here I am in the United States of America and many people in the United States of America do not subscribe to the, uh, principle of reincarnation. And so if that's the case for you, then you only have one life, which means you're just going to have to dedicate yourself to this yoga thing for 
your entire life. So, you know, basically as long a period of time as you can manage. Um, back, uh, you know, in the day, my, my teacher used to say, it has to be a period of at least 10 years. It really has to be a period of consistent practice without interruption for 10 years in order for the practice to become firmly established within you. Now, what does this firmly established thing mean? Well, to me, this firmly established thing means that if I start to stray from my yoga practices, I will be drawn back to them, almost inexorably drawn back to them, um, as if it's not through my own will. Um, kind of like a, an alcoholic can be inexorably drawn back to drinking unless they work very hard not to, to get back to that substance. Same thing with firmly establishing a yoga practice. Uh, there are going to be many times in my life, in your life, where our yoga practices are going to be interrupted. And that is simple fact. And right now, uh, during our uh, fabulous coronavirus hiatus from the yoga studio, this is one of those times. Fortunately for me, I've done my, I've done my 10 years, I've done my decade. So um, I'm finding it actually relatively easy to practice at home. But I know that there are many of you out there who have not had uh, that much experience doing a yoga practice or doing an ashtanga practice. And so you may be finding it more difficult to kind of get on your mat uh, in your own domicile. So here is some advice from me. Firstly, don't think that you need to do your entire practice every day. Roll out your mat and just commit to doing 15 minutes. Just commit to doing some Surya Namaskaras and the last three seated Padmasana variations, last three seated folded leg variations. Um, start with that and see how that feels, you know. Um, if you start trying to wheedle in, you know, an hour or an hour and a half of your day to do this yoga practice by yourself, it can be extremely daunting. And then when you don't manage to do it, it can actually lead to kind, kind of uh, depressive thoughts or self-destructive thoughts because you, you set out a goal from your, for yourself and then you did not actually um, uh, rise to the occasion, if you will. So I would definitely suggest starting with small little bites. It's kind of like... Um, eating spicy food. You, you want to take small little bites of the spicy food. And if you can take small little bites of the spicy food, then it can be quite enjoyable. But if you take some very large gulps of spicy food, you are going to be in for a world of hurt. So let's just not get there. Um, so yeah, start out with, you know, some Surya Namaskara, maybe 5A, maybe 3 or 5B, and then jump right to a sitting down, cross your legs, and yoga mudra, padmasana, and lift yourself off the floor, utkulitihi, take a little rest, you're done, 15 minutes, boom, bam, bam, super fabulous, wonderful, you're an awesome person. Once you've done that for a little while, 
you're probably very naturally going to want to do a little bit more. So at that point, start to add the fundamental standing positions. Once you're happy with those, then continue to go through, get yourself onto the floor, you know, start to do the forward folds in the primary series, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and add on and on and on and on as you go. Um, if you are a person that's um, doing the, uh, the finishing series, the complete finishing series, the uh, shoulder standing, head standing, Salamasaravangasana and the Shirshasana, I would not add those in until you've gotten a good chunk of the primary series into your daily practice. Let's say, you know, you're at least going through the Janusha Shasana, um, maybe even Marichasana up to Navasana. Um, just because uh, in order to do those more extended holds of the shoulder stand and the headstand, uh, you want to make sure the body has really warmed itself up, the circulation is there, the heart is pumping, the blood is oxygenated, all that stuff. Um, Otherwise, uh, it's a little counterindicated. So hold off on those, uh, on those longer held finishing series inversions um, until you've gotten more of the practice um, settled uh, in, your, in your little daily life. Um, the other thing is that, uh, so this um, sutra, uh, one of the... Uh, sections of it is a uh, satkara sevita satkara basically means um to for the truth or uh with uh reverence or with uh devotion and then a sevita is to to attend to something um to uh cultivate something um so when you're looking at your yoga practice over this long period of uninterrupted time, you need to look at it as, you know, what, what are you searching for? What are your, what are your goals with this? Um, and your yoga practice should become a a special thing, a transformative thing for you. Um, and there are various ways to do that. Uh, you know, I just said I found that sweeping the floor uh, before I get on my mat is my special way of, of making my yoga practice um, a devotional experience. Um, maybe you don't want to be sweeping the floor before your yoga practice, I don't know. But um, you do need to find something uh, to make the time you're setting aside a, a special time, a, a sacred time for yourself. Um, and I, I think I can leave that up to you, certainly, if you have uh, questions or if you need suggestions, I'm more than open to giving you some. You can always email me. Um, many of you just have my phone number, so you can text me. Um, but uh, yeah, the yoga practice does have to become something particularly nice um, and something that uh, initially really is... Um, oddly selfish yeah because you are you're taking time for yourself 
Um, you're, you're taking time for yourself, which means that you are sacrificing time that you could be uh, helping others. Um, but here's, here's the trade-off. If you take that time for yourself, then you are in a much better position to help others when, when it actually comes to it. Um, and if you take this time for yourself to build your mental focus and to build your own clarity, then when you need to make tough decisions, um, you will be able to make them. Um, and when you need to be patient, you will be able to be patient. And when you need to act, you will be able to act. So these are all very good things and very worthwhile things to take just a little time every day um, to keep yourself sane. And certainly at this uh, juncture in our existence, um, personal sanity is going to become very important. I think that is about all I want to say about that right now. Again, apologies for the amateur hourness of this very first podcast, but uh, just kind of wanted to reach out and let everybody know what I'm doing um, and keep the avenues of communication open. And shortly, uh, hopefully, I will have some more um, things for you to uh, keep in touch with me with. I think we're going to do a philosophy talk, which will be recorded and that will be open for people to ask questions and things like that um, on Saturday. Um, and um, two days from now on Friday, um, I plan on recording a lead primary series with a student or two. Um, so you'll be able to have access to that and you can practice along at home if you find that, that is helpful. Thank you very much for listening. I very sincerely hope that I will be able to see you soon. And uh, best of luck. Stay safe. Stay well.